It's Thursday, March the 18th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Fed projections in America and COVID-19 in Eastern Europe. First, the world in brief. Markets spiked after America's Federal Reserve sharply increased the country's GDP growth forecasts. In December, the central bank had predicted that the world's largest economy would grow by 4.2% this year. It now believes it will grow by 6.5%. The Fed also signaled that interest rates will stay close to zero until at least 2024. Police arrested a 21-year-old man on suspicion of having shot dead eight people in a series of attacks on massage parlours in Atlanta, Georgia. Six of the victims were Asian women. The suspect told police he had a sex addiction, but investigators have not ruled out a racial motive. Police in New York and Seattle said they would take additional measures to protect Asian communities in their cities. A third wave of COVID-19 infections is sweeping across Eastern Europe. More than 25,000 new infections were recorded in Poland, a new daily high for this year and a single-day jump of 74%. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization reported that Brazil has overtaken America as the country with the highest weekly number of new COVID-19 deaths and new cases. Russia announced that it was recalling its ambassador to America to Moscow for consultations. Hours earlier, in a television interview, President Joe Biden had described President Vladimir Putin as a killer and said America would hold Russia to account for interfering in November's presidential election. On Tuesday, American intelligence officials released a report saying Russia had sought to undermine Mr. Biden and bolster Donald Trump. A Japanese court ruled that the country's ban on same-sex marriage is unconstitutional. Japan is the only country in the G7, a group of rich nations, that does not allow same-sex unions. Its constitution defines marriage as being between both sexes, but the court said this violated the right to equality, which is also guaranteed by the constitution. Coinbase, America's largest cryptocurrency exchange, was valued at $68 billion ahead of its planned stock market listing. Its previous round of fundraising in 2018 put a value of $8 billion on the company. It has surged thanks to this year's Bitcoin rally. A successful public listing would be an important moment for the cryptocurrency sector, which regulators have viewed with skepticism. And America will impose sanctions on 24 officials from China and Hong Kong for undermining Hong Kong's autonomy. Ten others already faced sanctions during Donald Trump's presidency. Last week, China's parliament passed a vetting process to ensure all candidates for Hong Kong elections are patriotic towards the mainland. And now, here's today's agenda. An extraordinary kerfuffle. Toshiba's shareholder meeting. Toshiba thought it had fended off the scrutiny of activist investors at last summer's board election. The candidates, nominated by Efisimo Capital Management, a Singapore-based hedge fund, failed to win seats on the Japanese tech giant's board. But it was later alleged that Goldman Sachs, an investment bank, and Hiro Mizuno, a former chair of Japan's $1.6 trillion pension investment fund, had put pressure on large shareholders to defend Toshiba's incumbent management. 
Mr. Mizuno denied any wrongdoing, but today Toshiba's shareholders sided with Efisimo at an extraordinary general meeting and demanded an investigation into the election. Toshiba's woes stem in part from a previous far bigger scandal. A massive accounting fraud in 2015 led to a temporary demotion for Toshiba to the Tokyo Bourse's second section. As a result, passive index funds, which usually back incumbent management, shied away from its shares, leaving the firm more vulnerable to pressure from foreign investors. Vaccination Vexation – AstraZeneca's Jab in the EU the European Union's rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine developed by AstraZeneca and Oxford University has been beset by problems. In January, the pharmaceutical company told the bloc that it would not deliver doses at the pace originally promised. Then, this week, at least 15 member states suspended vaccinations with the jab after reports of people developing blood clots after receiving the shot. Today, the European Medicines Agency, the bloc's regulator, will conclude its investigation into the issue. It is expected to declare that there is no causal link. The EMA has already pointed out that, with just 37 cases of thromboembolic events in the more than 17 million people who have received the vaccine, the rate of blood clots seems no higher than would be expected. It insists that the benefits of preventing COVID-19 infections outweigh any risks. Even so, the EU must now work to restore public confidence. That is no easy task. Cold Open – America and China in Alaska Today, America and China begin their first high-level meeting of the Biden era in Anchorage, Alaska. There will be two days of talks between Tony Blinken, America's Secretary of State, Jake Sullivan, America's National Security Advisor, and China's two most senior diplomats, Yang Jiechi, a Politburo member, and Wang Yi, the Foreign Minister. The choice of icy location at the conclusion of Mr. Blinken and Mr. Sullivan's first trip to Asia is an unsubtle message. China wants a thaw in relations after the deep freeze under Donald Trump, but Mr. Blinken and Mr. Sullivan are expected to say that China must first change its behaviour, including the use of economic coercion against Australia and its aggressive posture on Taiwan. They will also raise the crackdown in Hong Kong and human rights atrocities in Xinjiang, both issues China has declared to be none of America's business. The atmosphere may be even icier when the meeting is over. Getting in on the action – Afghan talks in Moscow A year after brokering a historic withdrawal deal in Doha, America has had little success in getting the Taliban to negotiate with Afghanistan's government. Now the Russians want to go. Delegations from both sides have been invited to Moscow for a Kremlin-sponsored chit-chat today. Zamir Kabulov, Vladimir Putin's presidential envoy to Afghanistan, has said he wants the meeting to give an impetus to the continuing talks. The initiative has been met with suspicion by Afghan diplomats. Some believe it's an attempt to increase Russia's influence in the country at America's expense and is a distraction. But the deadline for America to pull out of Afghanistan is rapidly approaching. An increasingly frustrated Biden administration wants support for an ambitious new moonshot plan to put a transitional government in place in Afghanistan. That will require support from other countries, including China, Iran, Pakistan and indeed Russia.
so American officials will also be in attendance in Moscow today. Going up, Turkey's interest rate decision. What a turnaround it has been. In just over four months since Naji Agbal was appointed as Turkey's central bank governor, and thanks to interest rate increases totaling nearly seven percentage points, the lira has gained 13% against the dollar. That is a far cry from last year, when the currency shed a fifth of its value against the greenback. Once, Turkey's central bank seemed no more than an extension of Turkey's government. Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the Turkish president, sacked two of Mr. Agbal's predecessors. Now, investors credit Mr. Agbal with restoring some of the central bank's independence. But the governor will need to prove his mettle again when the bank's monetary policy committee convenes later today. Inflation in Turkey has continued to climb, reaching 15.6% last month. The lira has taken a battering following a spike in American treasury bond yields. Another interest rate increase of one percentage point, according to analysts, seems to be on the cards. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Chuck Berry, who died on this day in 2017. If you're going to be mad, at least let the people know what you're mad about. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.